So uh, this morning, I'm going to launch into this morning's message. I do want to say, though, that uh, my message this morning is about uh, the benefit of speaking in tongues. So what I want, uh, that if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, what I would love for you to do is however you need to do this, but grab a piece of paper and a pen and note and take note of the scripture references that I'll use this morning and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to make this become a reality for you. Because I believe that as you, you start to study and meditate upon the Word of God, that the Spirit of God can do something in the area of hunger and a thirst in you to make you desire to want what God has for you. So I would encourage you, grab a piece of paper. If you've got a smartphone, start to take some notes as best you can there. If nothing else, if you didn't catch the scriptures as they went past, please come and talk to me after the service. I'm more than happy to email through my notes to you so that you uh, can feed on those and to allow the Spirit of God to, uh, to do that. That's not to say that that's an out for you not to take notes this morning. For those of you who are less inclined to be diligent, I wasn't going to say lazy. So uh, just to encourage you. So just, I really do believe that God's going to speak to you through this message. Heavenly Father, we are here to magnify you. We are here not for ourselves, but for you. We want to worship you and exalt you and glorify you. Holy Spirit, this is your message. It's about something that you bring to us. It's about something, it's a gift that you give to us, the gift of your spirit, the gift of your baptism, the gift of flowing in everything that you have for us. So I pray that as I speak this message, Lord, would you bring life, would you bring hope, would you bring healing, would you bring breakthrough and restoration, would you bring, Lord God, all the things that we're believing for, uh, for you to do in our lives. I thank you that as I speak this message, seeds would be planted in the hearts of your people, and that you'd help to us to retain what you want us to retain in Jesus' wonderful name this morning. Amen. So to start with, I, I really want to lay a foundation, a brief foundation of where I want to go with this message. I want to look at a few passages, a few passages of, uh, in this message, and then I'm going to launch this baby. So Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 16 and verses 16 to 18 says this. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. Everyone say, those who believe. So these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, uh, it won't hurt them. They'll place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. This passage tells me that there are certain benefits for a believer, for a child of God. There are certain benefits for someone who is born again by the Spirit of God. A believer, is, is anyone here a believer this morning? Any, any believers in the house? Okay, there might be a couple of believers in the house this morning. So I'm, t I'm talking to the right people. The right people are in the room today. By faith, we have the power over all the works of the enemy and can live in freedom. This is what this passage tells us. By faith, we can overcome fear in facing dangerous situations and seasons in our life. 
by faith we can enjoy the protection of God in our lives as well. By faith we can enjoy wholeness and healing because we're a believer. We're a believer in a person. We're a believer in a God. We're a believer in a person that loves us unconditionally and has made things available to us. We believe in Him. The Bible says to have faith in God. It doesn't say to have faith in healing. It says to have faith in the healer. So we need to have faith in God and believe what God says in His Word. But when we come to talking about the speaking in tongues, the benefits of speaking in tongues aren't immediately apparent when we start to read this passage. Okay, so uh, let's look at a couple of things that maybe you may not have realized about speaking in tongues. Speaking, what speaking in tongues isn't this morning, okay? So speaking in tongues, uh, you, uh, you don't have to speak in tongues to be saved, okay? You don't have to speak in tongues to be saved. I got a good nod from Dean. That was really, I was, I was looking for that. <laughs> uh, my heart's good now. That's good. So you don't have to speak in tongues to be saved. It is a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be... Uh, let me... Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. Gary, slow down. Gary, my brain's on my next page already and my mouth's trying to keep up. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9 says, It's by grace that you've been saved. Through faith and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so no one can boast. So you don't need to speak in tongues to be saved, but you do need to be saved to speak in tongues. Okay? We just need to understand that. So speaking in tongues is also, it's not a status symbol of Christian spirituality. It's not like stripes on your arm like you're a sergeant now, you speak in tongues, I'm better than you. It's not, nothing like that. Speaking in tongues isn't a shortcut to instant spiritual maturity. That still takes time and devotion. Okay? Speaking in tongues isn't a zombie-like state where we, a person has no control over your faculties. Let me put your minds at rest. There is no lobotomy required. Okay? Just... just Speaking in tongues is Holy Spirit-inspired speech in a language unknown to the speaker. It is an evidence of the, uh, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It can be spoken in a Christian's private prayer life, and it can be done in a public worship service with an interpretation as well. And you can read about that in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. In looking at passages in the New Testament, we do discover that whenever a person was baptized in the Holy Spirit, they also spoke in tongues. This was the normal experience of the believer in the early church. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4 says, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there was the sound of a violent blowing wind coming from heaven and filled the house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Some believe that only the apostles could experience the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. 
However, when we start to look at Scripture, we see that that's not what Scripture supports. It doesn't believe that, that it's only about the apostles being able to do this. In Acts chapter 9, we read that, uh, that Saul was on a journey to arrest Christians, and however, he, he, he got saved on the road to Damascus because he's had this supernatural encounter with Jesus on that road. And Jesus tells Saul to go into the city, and then he'd be told what to do. So Saul goes into the city, he's blind, he can't see, and for three days has nothing to eat or to drink during that time. But then we read in in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 to 12, is this chapter, it says that there was a certain disciple. Everyone say certain disciple. There was a certain disciple whose name was Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. And then Jesus said, arise and go to the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. He is praying, and in a vision he sees a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So Ananias is just a certain disciple. He's not one of the 12 apostles. He's just a disciple of Jesus Christ. He, he ministered the infilling of the Holy Spirit to, uh, to, to Saul in this instance. We, we see that, that, uh, that, that this man just came in to the, uh, see Saul in, in, in verse 17 of this chapter. He says, Ananias went and he entered the house and laying his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me to, to you that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So this certain disciple just lays his hands on Saul and prays for him and Saul's eyes are opened and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that Saul's baptism of the Holy Spirit included him speaking in tongues because in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18 it says, and this is Paul speaking, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. It's great. <laughs> So then in Acts chapter 10, Peter, we come to the, the apostle Peter. Peter preaches the gospel at Cornelius' home. Cornelius is a Roman centurion, a faithful, a devout man. And, and it said Peter didn't give an altar call in this meeting because somewhere in his message, people got saved. How do we know that? Well, in verses 44 to 45 of Acts chapter 10, it says that while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as come with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on Gentiles too. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Well, how did those that were with Peter know that the, these Gentiles had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because verse 46 tells us, for they heard them speaking with tongues and praising God. It's simply an evidence of, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Here's another example. In uh, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 6, and I'll read that for you. <clears throat> it says, when then Pilate took Jesus, that's John, I knew that, I was just testing, well done, I'm just going to get to, there we go, while Apollos, that's better, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. 
there he had some disciples, uh, found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we've not even, even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. And Paul said, and Paul, by the way, is Saul. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and they began to prophesy. So in this passage here, not only does this passage show us that speaking in tongues was a part of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it also shows us that there's an experience with the Holy Spirit that's subsequent to and distinct from salvation the indwelling, recreative power of the Holy Spirit. And it's clear that when people were filled with the Holy Spirit, that there were manifestations, there were sounds, there was fire, and there was prophecies that happened in those moments. And I want to say to you, oh God, would you do that again? In our day, in our, our season, in this day, in this generation, would Lord, would you do that again? Would you so baptize your people that there are manifestations of fire, that there are manifestations of the Spirit of God? We, we'd hear a sound and it's the sound of the wind of the Spirit moving through our meetings, in our private prayer times, that we get floored by the Holy Spirit. And God just shows up and does something amazing. He rends the heavens for us. We see something amazing. Happen. We start to see prophetic encouragement come out of our, our mouths as we just release the, the person of the Holy Spirit. We want that again. We need signs, wonders, and miracles. And whenever God shows up, we need Him to, to, to let people know that He's real, that He's, He's not just something we talk about, not just someone that we, we think is a great idea and let's, let's just sing about Him in a Sunday service, but let's believe for those things again in our lives, that we can believe, that we can speak in tongues, and we don't know what we're talking about. We can't understand what we're saying. That the person that we're sitting next to, who comes from Botswana, understands exactly what we're saying because we're praying in tongues. When people were filled with the Holy Spirit, people praised God and spoke in tongues. Only the speaking in tongues was present at each and every time that there was a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Fire wasn't there all the time. Prophecies weren't there all the time. Manifestations of the, the wind and stuff, they weren't there all the time. Speaking in tongues was. So this brings me back to my original thought. What benefit is there in speaking in tongues? Why is this present in each and every one of these occasions? Why was it so important that they, they receive these, this speaking in tongues. Well, I'm glad you've asked. Because I believe that there are many benefits. And this is just a few that I, I, I've, I've thought of and just put down uh, to, to encourage you and to create a hunger and a desire in each of us for a further baptism of the Spirit of God and to flow with all that He has for us, including speaking in tongues. So here's the first benefit of speaking in tongues. The first benefit is this. It keeps us conscious of His presence. It keeps us conscious of His presence. Not of us speaking in tongues. It just 
focuses it, it, it becomes a catalyst for us whereby we become more aware of His presence. First and foremost, praying in tongues focuses us on the Lord and what He's doing. It helps us to be reminded of His presence surrounding us. Jesus said of the Holy Spirit in John 14, 17, He is with you and will be in you. If we ever need to be reminded of the presence of God in our lives, just begin to pray in tongues. Just begin to speak in tongues. When our minds wander to things that aren't good for us, pray in tongues. When we're tempted to do the wrong thing, begin to pray in tongues because we become more aware of the presence of God in our lives in those moments. Tongues keeps us focused on God. It keeps us focused on the Holy Spirit. Secondly, second benefit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is that it brings a divine kingdom alignment. It brings a divine kingdom alignment. Romans chapter 8 verses 26 to 28 says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when we start to speak in tongues, there's this alignment that happens in our lives and suddenly we're on board with a divine, heavenly kingdom manifest. There's an agenda that the Spirit of God has got and when we release the spirit of, of speaking in tongues upon what we're doing, we are aligning ourselves to do what God is wanting us to do in that moment and in that time. There's a divine kingdom alignment that we are getting in line with ourselves. How often do our times of prayer turn into just praying for only our needs? How often do we forget the needs and the, the things of everybody else and we just focus about ourselves? Oh, Lord, bless me. Fill me. Make sure that bill doesn't come in. Lord, would you give more checks in the post to us, Lord God? Would you touch my family? Would you call my family back into... It's all about me, 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 me. And we just focus on ourselves. But when we start to allow a divine kingdom alignment to happen, all of a sudden our world explodes with the needs of people around about us and suddenly we find ourselves interceding on the behalf of nations. We see ourselves interceding on the behalf of our government. Because I know that the, the, the Prime Minister, Mr. Scott Morrison, needs our prayers. And I'm sure that the Holy Spirit is aware of that. And when we start to speak in tongues, I don't know. I'm just putting stuff out there. Because there's a kingdom alignment that God wants us to partner together with. And he uses us speaking in tongues to bring power to that. Many times we just don't know what or how to pray. And it's in those moments we allow the Holy Spirit to pray in and through us. Many times when speaking in tongues, we'll get a picture, a name, an impression of someone. I believe it's in those moments the Holy Spirit is saying to us, reach out to that person, phone that person, visit that person. 
because we've suddenly come into an alignment, a kingdom alignment where the Spirit of God knows what's going on over there. He talks to you about it when you're praying in tongues. You get the, the picture. Like it's like the, the mugshot. I don't know. They've got numbers. I don't know what it is, but you just have them come to mind and you know that you've got to touch base with them. And you ring them. Speaking in tongues helps us to fully trust God. This is because speaking in tongues is an act of faith and abandonment to God. If you're a control freak, you are going to have to give up control. Because whilst you think you can control everything, God can't use you. He needs people who are available, not in control. Now, understand what I'm saying by that. I'm not saying that you go out there and just do everything that comes into mind. I'm simply saying you've abandoned yourself. You've surrendered yourself to God. You've said, Lord, I'm not my own. I've been bought with the price. I'm yours, Lord. If you speak to me, I'm going to do it. Just step out. You know what? Very often the first thing that when you're praying, you know, saying, God, what, what should I do today? The very first thing that often pops into your head is exactly what God wants to, you to do. But because it's so simple, you, you discount it. How hard would it be to phone that person that came to your mind so, straight away and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to touch base with? And that person's voice came or their, their name came up. We discount it because, it, oh, that's just too easy. No, that's just God. He wants you to touch base with them. One of the most profound, powerful encounters you've, that person's ever had is going to come through you. It's surrendering our tongues and our lives to the Holy Spirit and accessing His flow through us. To, to speak in tongues, we must be completely yielded to God. Surrendering our lives, situations, conflict, tension, or having a deep unction just to speak in tongues or sing in tongues. I'm coming to that. It's believing that the Holy Spirit will guide our prayers, that He's interceding and releasing His power through us in those moments. It's us simply aligning ourselves to this divine kingdom agenda. It, it, you know, when we do that and we act on what he says, lives change. Healing begins to flow. Freedom reigns when we do that. And provision is released as we speak in tongues. Thirdly, speaking in tongues builds us up. Speaking in tongues builds us up. When we've focused ourselves on His presence, aligning ourselves with the Holy Spirit direction and flow, we will be better positioned to build ourselves up as we speak in tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. Vine's Expository Dictionary relates this experience to a charging up, similar to putting jumper leads on a battery that's got a low charge. So we build ourselves up spiritually. When we pray in tongues, we receive spiritual strength and blessing. Speaking in tongues is the only gift the Bible specifically says edifies the person that is speaking. Jude verse 20 in the Amplified Bible says, But you, beloved, in other words, we're talking about believers here, He says, you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. In other words, build yourselves up. Don't wait for someone else to encourage you, but speak in tongues. 
Come on. Speaking in tongues is a refreshing from the cares of this world. To begin to speak in tongues, to be rejuvenated in the presence of God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So speaking in tongues is direct communication with the Father. It's like a direct uplink. It's a burst link, if you want, to the very throne and heart of God himself. Many times I've, I've felt alone, isolated, I'm struggling, and then I began to speak in tongues and felt a direct connection with the Father, and I no longer feel alone or isolated. And I know that help is at hand, and it comes through speaking in tongues. I build myself up. It's a benefit of speaking in tongues. And the last one, singing in tongues is a perfect outlet for worship. Singing in tongues is a perfect outlet for worship. The Holy Spirit helps us in our worship by God, to, to God just lifting our hearts to God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15 says, So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my mind. I'll sing with my spirit, but I'll also sing with my, my mind. So we can take our praise and our worship to a whole nother level by singing in tongues. Here's a, here's a great one for me. Okay, this, this works for me. When you don't know the words of the song, <laughs> when you don't know the words of the song, <laughs> when you don't know the words of the song, just sing in tongues. When you're going in your car, speak in tongues. Everyone thinks you're on the phone anyway. <laughs> Who, no, it's just... See that bloke, he's talking, no, 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 he's on the phone to someone. No, he's speaking in tongues and singing in tongues. He's going for it. You see that glow about that car? That's just amazing. That's the Spirit of God right there all over that car. Whereas it's the shine from the police car lights behind him. (laughs) When our hearts are bursting just to worship Father, sing in tongues. As I wrap this up, I believe that the prophecy of Joel and the declaration of Jesus that he made at the start of his ministry here on earth is being poured out today. We are in the last days. I've heard so much over these last three months about what's happening in the last days. Wars and rumours of wars. We've heard about the possibility and the threat of one world governments. We've heard and I, I know that there are certain governments who are looking into, rather than having passports but having chips, microchips placed in human bodies to overcome the terrorist things that are going on around. I don't, want, I don't say that to, to put fear in your heart. I'm just saying we're living in the last days. The things that like 20 years ago that were being spoken of in many churches around the Western world at the time about living in the last days and look for these signs, the mark of the beast and, and so on. We're living in those days, church. And mind God says this in Joel. Joel chapter 2 verses 28 and 29. In the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. I'm a bit like a midlife crisis. I've got dreams and visions happening. Not sure what's going on. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And then Jesus said this in Luke chapter 4 verses 18 to 19 at the start of his earthly ministry. 
Spirit of the Lord is on me. Just say that for a minute. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Just say it again. Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Start to prophesy that over your life right now. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me as I go to work. The Spirit of the Lord is on me as I serve in my church or in my community. The Spirit of the Lord is on me as I speak to my neighbor about Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is on me as I pray for people over the phone or visit them. The Spirit of the Lord is on me as I go to work. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Can I encourage you? This is what I used to do as a cop. Sometimes the the work environment is toxic. All you're dealing with is negativity. People complaining about this and that. And when you go to finish, you know, fix up their complaint, you're doing it because you're locking someone else up. So it's a no-win situation. It's a toxic culture. And then you're fighting your, uh, the criminals, not just the people you're working with. <laughs> I used to have a 30-minute drive going into work when I worked in the city. I can tell you, 29 of those minutes were speaking in tongues. When I was coming home, because I didn't want to bring toxic culture home, it usually took 33 minutes because it's uphill. (laughs) But I was speaking in tongues for 32 of those 33 minutes. I had a little note on my dashboard on the way home from work. I may have had a a really hard day today. I'm going to ask Jane, how's how's your day been? What was your day like today? The inspiration for that came while speaking in tongues. Because I, you know, Jane looking after three kids on her own, she raised our kids mostly mostly on her own because I was just working, shift work, it's horrible. But I, in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, just put this note on on the dashboard of my car, ask Jane, how's she doing? What's happened in her world? I might have had a horrendous day. It wasn't my concern. I wanted to make sure the woman of my dreams, the one that God had specifically selected for me, and I for her, she knew my focus was her. Came out of speaking in tongues. What could God do for you when you start to speak in tongues? Is your work just out of control? Speak in tongues. I remember many times in my workplace, just horrendous stuff that you deal with. And I used to get up from my workstation when I worked in communications. I got up from my workstation and I'd go into the stairwell of the building that we were at. And all I could do was speak in tongues. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to overcome in that moment of all that was going on. All I could do was speak in tongues. I went back to my workstation and got on with my work. I'm not saying that the situation changed, but I did. My heart was softened. I felt a greater strength and ability to be able to handle what was going on because I had a greater awareness of the Spirit of God being with me. 
See, that's what speaking in tongues does. It helps us to focus on Jesus. It brings about an alignment with the kingdom divine alignment. It helps us to build ourselves up. And it takes our worship to a whole new level. That's the benefits of speaking in tongues. Let's just stand right now. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, if if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you desire this this morning, I want you to lift your hands to heaven. Or if you want a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit, you just want a fresh touch from heaven, you too, lift your hands to heaven. Let's believe for the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, manifest your presence. Fill the hearts of your people, Lord. Open up our minds and our faith to believe that this can happen for us. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd baptize people with the evidence of speaking in tongues in the name of Jesus right now. Let a heavenly language come upon them. Let them feel a presence that's beyond themselves in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release the spirit of prophecy. I release the spirit of encouragement. I release the spirit of God over your people this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Baptize your people in Jesus' name right now. Right now, some of you, you feel like there's a tongue coming. You feel like there's something you want to say, but it's not in English. Allow it to come out. It might sound like gibberish to you, but it's an absolutely heavenly sound to the Spirit of God this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh with your goodness this morning. Touch us powerfully by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. Let that language arise. Let it come, Lord God, like a damn wall that's bursting. Let it come out of us like a torrent. In Jesus' name.
this morning about being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues. Maybe you didn't have it before you came in, but you do now. Anyone? Continue to believe for it. Continue to believe for it. Continue to press in for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. continues to sing that over and over. I'm just going to close the service. If you have to go or want to go, that's fine. Thanks for coming out today and being a part of the service. Really appreciate you being a part of uh, our service as we've come back again this morning. Continue to look out for the inbox of your emails and social media platforms for more details about next Sunday. It's likely you're going to have to register again. I would ask that you would register again. Uh, to come out next Sunday. Um, so uh, if you can do that, youth is on this Friday. Keep a, a lookout for uh, info about the youth uh, meeting coming up on, on Friday night. Just really encourage you to do that. Um, just want to let you know that you've been lit up to, uh, to light up. You've been renewed and transformed to bring renewal and transformation. If you want to go, that's fine. If you want to stick around, you soak as the team continue to just play that song over again. That's fine too. There's no pressure. Just want to continue to pray in this place. Allow the Spirit of God to touch you. Encourage you to do that as well. But uh, that's, uh, that's a wrap.